May it please the court. You are listening to episode 38 of Law School in Brief. My name is Megan, and my co-host is... Lydia. <laughs> and we will be arguing on behalf of uh, ourselves. <laughs> wow, my you sound so professional. Wow, do you think I'm going to make it on the moot court team? <laughs> yeah, I do. Great. That's all I needed to hear. 100%. <laughs> did you have your tryout thing? No, so um, I did nice. have my my final graded oral argument on Wednesday, which was 20 minutes of me talking uh, to a very hot bench, and I think I did really well, if I do say so myself. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean by hot bench? Like they were good looking? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not, <laughs> uh, I think uh, some people might say that. No, uh, what I mean by hot bench is that the judges asked me a lot of questions. I didn't even Ooh, get okay. I didn't even get through my like memorized preamble before one of the Whoa. judges was asking me some very pointed questions about the record. Um, Lucky for me, I guess, wow. I've, I've been low-key obsessed about this case uh, for the last, like, five months, so I knew exactly what he was talking about, but, whew, yeah. Nice, Megan. That's great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but the Did moot court... Did you just hear a little noise in the background? I turned off my AC. I hope it sounds better. Oh. You know, I think it might sound a little better. Okay, cool. Okay. okay 100%. Um, but yeah, so the, the actual intramural moot court tryout is, uh, for, for me, it's on Tuesday. So Ooh. I will be, yeah, that's another 20 minutes of talking. Um, but this wow. time I have to argue for 10 minutes on behalf of the appellant and for 10 minutes on, the ha on behalf of the appellee. And I've been the appellee this whole time. So, you know, I've like convinced myself that I'm right. And now I'm going to have to tear that down and convince the judges that I was wrong, but I'm right this time. <laughs> so that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, you really got an experience arguing both sides from what I remember when you've well, done this it, kind of thing. It's not that I've had experience arguing both sides. It's that there are like two issues that are being argued and oh, I've had, I've had okay. to argue both issues both times because there was an odd number of people in our class. So I was always like odd man out. I was like number 21. And so there was no 22 <laughs> to help me out. So I would just argue both issues and pick up those extra points for my overall raw score. So I figured gotcha. like it's going to suck to talk for twice as much time as everybody else. But also I get more points and more practice. So why not? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that's exciting. So that's kind of where I'm at. I'm like full intramural moot court competition preparation mode. <laughs> I'm ready. But you're like also still in classes. I so am also just, still in classes. You just have a full week? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of weird because like it doesn't really feel that full. I, like online classes right now, I feel like we're in the calm before the storm because all the midterms are over. All of our quizzes are done. Um, we don't have any papers due. It's literally just this moot court competition and then finals in three weeks. So Oof. yeah, I have no pressing deadlines, but I also don't want to get lulled into like this false sense of feeling chill. Cause 
finals will happen faster than you know it. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm. However, that being said, and this is a segue into my high, I did nothing yesterday. <laughs> yeah oh my gosh yes it was like one of those one of those rare treat days where i woke up i was in a great mood i attended my evidence class which is two and a half hours long in the morning and when i finished it i thought you know what i think i'm just gonna work on this paint by numbers for like maybe an hour or two and then i'll do school work like eight hours later you're so and then it was like now like the paint by numbers is like 30 percent done i did it until 9 30 p.m last night um, and amazing. I, and I don't, I regret nothing. <laughs> I feel it felt so good to do nothing, but be productive at the same time. Wait, so you're only 30% done. Is this like a very, very intense paint by numbers? Like oh, one of the things we've yes. seen advertised on the internet that has like really little swatches that have like the number five in them. And yeah, like some of the, some of the, um, tiny pieces of the, the I guess overall picture puzzle are so small that like the number is almost not even legible. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's so intricate. And I of course picked I, I sent off a picture of, of Adam and, and me. Um, oh my gosh, this is a personalized paint by numbers? Yes. I yes. love that. It's so cool. You can send a picture of anything and it takes them a couple weeks, but they generate um, your very own personalized paint by numbers and it can it, so it comes in a tube and it's like a it's a canvas with your picture um, that you can still kind of clearly see like the some of the yeah. um, little areas are like shaded differently so you can see kind of what's going on um, and 20 different colors and uh, I'll t- like it has taken me I've probably poured 15 hours into this sucker so far and <laughs> like it's 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 great for zoning out um and i can't wait for it to be done but i didn't realize like i what a rookie move i picked this this picture of the two of us wherein he is wearing like a hawaiian floral shirt of some kind (laughs) so his shirt is probably going to take me like a year to finish and then i'm wearing this i'm wearing this bandana with this like intricate paisley pattern i'm like why did i pick this this yeah, is going I to be the people, end. People, I, I change what they're wearing. Absolutely. Yeah. Did not think about that ahead of time. <laughs> Did not think about that. But uh, it's a good time. Yes. Anyway, I feel like you have a bunch of updates for me because I'm imagining now you officially feel like you're on vacation, even though the last time we talked, you were. Um. Still don't quite feel like I'm on vacation, unfortunately. But the good news is that this week of vacation has been extended. And my internship now is going to start on June 1st instead of next week. So I'm kind of using this week to, like, hustle a little bit so that next week I can actually have time off. Um, I will now recount (laughs) the things I've done this week instead (laughs) of relax. And that's when the listeners after 38 episodes will be like, this is too much. I'm, I'm out. Uh, (laughs) We've come this far and this is my moment to leave. This is too much. You need to settle down. Okay. So (laughs) I've done so many things this week because I don't know, there's just this, it could be from the online classes for this semester, but I just feel like a little bit restless. And so instead of just embracing 
the online format and just like excelling in that arena, I'm like turning to all of these other things, um, <laughs> such <Okay>. as. <laughs> so WashU sent out this email. Um, their business school sent out this email that was like, hey, we have new scholarships available during this unprecedented time. We've This is something we're doing for the students. We're um, opening up more scholarship money for people to get dual degrees. And we're waiving our application fee. And I'm like, you had me at scholarship. <laughs> like, <laughs> I have never thought about getting an MBA. Um, that sounds really I mean, mathy. That, not, I'm just going to say that's it. That's not true. I have thought about getting an MBA because business school sounds way more fun than law school. But it just in terms of my, my career goals, it doesn't seem like the most relevant thing. But um, yeah, it is more mathy. That's true. Oh, um, Lord. But uh, I was like, it's free to fill out the application. So let's just do this. It it was a very easy application compared to law school applications. And um, the only thing now is I've asked them if I can use my LSAT instead of my, instead of taking the GRE, but mm -hmm. like that could be a tricky thing because I have not taken the GRE or the GMAT obviously. Um, and they're offering the GRE at home right now, but there's all of these like horror stories about you have to like, be on a video with a proctor the whole time and there's like horrible stories. same with the lsat same with the like lsat flex horror Wait, story what about like yeah so so they're they're visually monitoring you the whole time yeah yeah mm -hmm. and there's just like glitches and they're completely overwhelmed because the service that offers this proctoring thing you can imagine that business started up before this pandemic and probably had like a sustainable workflow with you know, online schools and like, you know, maybe someone needed an accommodation by staying home or who knows. But now it's like everyone everywhere is trying to do these like online tests. So I don't know. I'm like, I would like to avoid that. And I just can't really imagine like it being worth like busting my butt studying for the GRE and then like dealing with tech issues like over a period of like weeks and weeks. Like people oh, have yeah. these multiple times because of these proctors. So anyways, I put in that application. <laughs> I just like took a lot of my application materials for law school and just like kind of translated them into uh -huh. business speak. Like <laughs> you're just I, deleting <laughs> law, putting in business. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, it was kind of interesting how easy it was to just, it's just a different way of looking at things. Like on our website, for example, we talk about having like access there should be more access to legal information. In business speak, you just say you need to innovate the legal market, whatever. Like, it's just a different, yeah, I was like, wow, this is actually like, I, I guess I, I kind of convinced myself of it by the end. I was like, yeah, really? I really do want this MBA. I don't know. Who knows? We'll see. There's like all these pros and cons to it. Um, but I will not weigh them until I actually have like an acceptance letter and an scholarship offer because there's mm. no like that's already like very improbable so I'm like well that yeah but cool why not that. yeah but why not shoot your shot with a, a free application you know to a school you the already pros, go to so yeah the pros outweigh the cons for like sending in the application um GRE aside but the I don't know I would have to switch it would be for this fall I'd have to switch to MBA this fall and then go back to the JD to make use of this scholarship. It's only for like this year. Oh, so you would be putting your JD on hold for a year. Yeah. yeah. So oh I my. Really 
frozen. Law school in brief 2023 edition. (laughs) You would be done with your debut like a year and a half before me. It'd be crazy. That, yeah, Um, wow. So, you know, I'm not going to run through the pros and cons of that until that happens. But that's something I did this week, which was unexpected. And then also because I just couldn't relax. I also filled out some transfer applications just to shoot my shot. I don't have the grades. What? Report <laughs> a transfer. Um, and I do really like WashU. But, um, you know, for the sake of the listeners, just so I could describe the transfer application process. <laughs> no, right. You did it for the listeners. <laughs> yeah. So no, where did you apply? I have not submitted the applications yet. I've just done the bulk of the like work. And um, you have to pay for these, I imagine. So I did apply for a couple fee waivers, um, but I'm not going to be like applying to a ton of places, pretty much just like Harvard, Yale, maybe Columbia, because I don't think it's worth like making a big move. Otherwise, I don't know. I just want to see. I just want to shoot my shot one last time. I don't have the grades for it, (laughs) but this semester there were no grades. So maybe they'll look at recommendation letters instead of grades. I don't know. Hey, um, I have an idea. Why don't you uh, transfer to Duke? Since you got in there already, wouldn't they take you again? They might. They might. But Come the, on. Here's the thing. Here's, why, here's one of the reasons I didn't go when I got off the wait list. Their uh, debt load is really high, just like many of the many private schools are. Mm-hmm. Um, that high debt load can be mitigated at a lot of schools by like a loan resistant loan assistance loan repayment assistance program LRAP meaning that like if you go into a public interest field I'm now describing it to the listeners not to you I know you already know this Megan but um if you go into public interest after graduation they'll help you repay your loans so like if you go to Harvard and then you make less than $60,000 a year which is absolutely possible as a public interest attorney you can be making $30,000 a year as a public interest attorney um they'll boom harvard has now paid for your harvard law degree um that's a way of them incentivizing you to go into public interest this is something i did not know when i was applying to law school so anyways um the places i'm applying this time around have very generous loan repayment programs meaning like if you're making seventy-five thousand, you know they'll pay for you and if you get married they won't then like add in your spouse's income and disqualify you from paying you that kind of thing right but duke it's like forty five thousand and under they'll pay you and that's yeah i i think i i don't know because like it's it is easy to get a public interest job making 30k that is so like possible but then you'd get a couple of promotions or you like work for more than like three years and i don't know that that one was just like rough that one was just like i'm gonna be sitting with that debt i just don't yeah want to do that I'll another go into like a big firm another thought i had when you were talking too is like maybe now is the time if you're thinking about transferring to transfer because i don't i have no numbers to back this up i'm just sort of like guessing but I feel like people might be deferring their graduate yes. educations because of COVID for a year. So like maybe maybe your Literally, chances would be higher. this is the best higher. chance I ever have. Yes. Yeah. As someone with the grades I got last semester, which were fine, but not like 
they usually take top 5% of the class or top one person in the class at these schools I'm talking about. Like, I know I don't have a shot in health, <laughs> but if I were to have a shot in one of the rings of health, it would this be This is it. Grade. We're in <laughs> the ring. <laughs> instead of having grades from second semester, I can say I would have gotten better grades this semester than I got last semester because I learned from my mistakes, whatever. And then right. like- Straight A's, you know, I mean. Might have more, <laughs> they might have more seats to fill. Who knows? So that was a- horrible sink of my time this week, given that I will not get into these schools. <laughs> Logging back onto LSAC was horrible. Oh, no. I hope to I never go back. the password to that. I had just completely, it was gone. But, you know, I was able to use a lot of the same, um, a lot of the same, like, material and just kind of update it. But, you know, nothing changed from my resume between undergrad and law school that right. this, what happened in the past is still there I kind of just need to update stuff and then I re retooled my personal statement a ton to talk more about law school and for recommendation letters you need to have like law professors you can't just have like people telling them that they think you'll be good in law school you have to have someone saying like they're cool they're chill and then <laughs> you also have to get this is different from the first time around but you have to get this dean's certificate sent from your law school and from your undergrad institution saying like yeah they're like you're sending it in transcript but you also need the dean to be like yeah yeah they haven't like fucked up like they're not trying to transfer because they're trying to run away from something like they're actually which is just like wild like i was hoping to not ever mention this transfer stuff unless i got in which was which isn't going to happen. And so I was hoping to never, ever bring this to the attention. Right. You're trying to do this on the Washington DL. Dean. Right. Yeah. It's like, like, I do like Washu. Like, I'm just kind of like seeing what's out there. So I feel bad being like, hey, can you send um, Columbia this Dean's certificate? Whatever. Um, I'm, I'm sure they do that all the time. I'm sure it's not actually like a huge dig at them. So I've spent my time doing those two things. Also... <laughs> Another bureaucratic nightmare. This will be like my low later, but basically, maybe I'll just say it now. I'm kind of like on a roll. I'm kind of talking your ear off. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so, well, this is my low. It's, I applied for the scholarship that I got. Washu sent around like a, an email of like these external scholarships that like we might qualify for. And before I even applied for the scholarship, I asked them, um, if I get this, will it like decrease the amount of scholarship that WashU gives me? Okay, like, yeah. That's how my undergrad did it. So I never spent the time applying for external scholarships because like I would have still been on the hook for the same amount of money. And they were like, no, your scholarships will not um, be affected. So oh, okay. I was like, okay, I'll I'll shoot my shot. Got the scholarship, and then I asked the like accounting office um what my options were for it because at this point in the semester i don't owe anything on my account um so i'm like will it just need to sit there until next semester and then be used then or can like it be refunded like how when you get like cost of living loans that are more than tuition and you kind of get a refund and that's what you have to live on or like can i use it to register for a summer class and then take out cost of living loans this summer since i'll be now registered in a class and be like a student whatever Mm -hmm. like I just need money 
now because <laughs> we just need, we just need money. <laughs> this like public interest money is going to be very hard to stretch out. So um, I just wanted to know my options. And they basically were like, this was like two months ago. They were like, if um, there's nothing due on your account, we'll send you a refund. You know, we'll, we'll see what happens when you send us the check. So I sent them the check being like, oh my God, I can't believe I get to like use this money to live. And then the minute I sent them in, the someone in the law school who I had not thought to reach out to because I assumed that the accounting office uh, like would have the full information was like, oh, this actually isn't like how this works. You, you're maxed out in like your cost of living like loans. Like the- Oh, like the grad plus loans? Well, when you look on a school's um, website at their cost of attendance estimate, Mm -hmm. they have like tuition, books, uh, fees, um, like rent, whatever, and they kind of estimate for you. And it'll add up to something that's like much more than tuition, like 90K a year or something like that. Mm -hmm. And you cannot like use the school to get access to more money than that. I had not realized this. So like I had taken out like... I had like covered tuition, fees, cost of living, like I had reached that number. And so this $4,000 like couldn't be processed through the school to get, I couldn't just like have it. Um, It needed to be like accounted for within that range of money. And it's too late to do that for last semester. So like the fact that I don't have anything to do on my account is like meaningless. And like next semester, um, it could be used for that or for the summer, but of course, at this point, the summer semester has already started. So half of the things that I could have applied for, like I can't now because two months ago, I wasn't told that that was an option, even though I did look at summer classes two months ago. But um, okay. So I was just like, oh my gosh, I suddenly have like thousands of dollars less than I thought I would have to live on this summer. And um, that was just a huge bummer. And like a lot of the summer classes that are still left aren't like super relevant to me there were two that were super relevant one is in the architecture school and it's about like urbanization and like planning for or like designing like cities of the future and like in terms of human migration that's really cool this professor also teaches classes on like informal cities that pop up as people move around Mm -hmm. um so like legally that's really interesting to me and it would be cool to hear like from an architecture perspective like just how that happens and like an urban design perspective but that professor was like you would be very lost in this class this is a a capstone class for our graduate program i was like okay i had not realized that (laughs) there's another (laughs) there's another class that's like cross-registered poli-sci environmental science that is about urbanization, globalization, like sustainability, all this stuff. And I was like, okay, this would be really great to work with. This professor has like great reviews online. And he said that graduate students take the class. For some reason, I'm not like allowed to take that towards my degree. So I can't take that one. And I don't understand why. And I just spent so much time like looking through this course catalog, finding things that like would count towards my degree, which like no one told me like, which ones they're like the classes that start with the letter L and the number five, like when you're looking through, but that was after like a month of asking them which graduate courses were summer classes. And 
I felt like I was on Sesame Street because, like, at first they were like, oh, no, only the ones that start with L5, not U5. And then they were like, oh, <laughs> the ones that are L4. And I was like, okay, this is horrible. So I think I just will never see that $4,000 because I'll use it next semester, but it'll just be decreased from the loans that I take out. Future Lydia will be delighted to have $4,000 less to spend. But present Lydia is like, okay, I just won't ever see that money. Okay. Right. And you're going to be eating a lot of rice in the future, yes. in the near future. Just, of course, I like telescoped it out and was like, does this mean I'm going to be like a bad attorney? Because oh, pish posh. I, no. I just was like, I cannot even double check like for myself when it's my future on the line, my money on the line. Like I just assumed that the student accounting office was fine. Why didn't I check with, like, my department? Why is it so, like, aren't we going to be paid to navigate bureaucracies for other people? And, like, I can't even do that. Here's the thing. With with an administration that I'm paying. Like, this is, these are people who are supposed supposed to be helping me. When I'm navigating bureaucracies on behalf of clients, I'm going to be the one imposing on people who owe me nothing. And it's like, that's going to be even harder than this. I don't understand. So that was like a low of the week that was just a huge time suck and energy suck because I would like look through the course listing for an hour and then for another hour be like, oh, just dwelling. I just, I just think that's trash. <laughs> a, lot, <laughs> a lot of it, if I'm being completely frank. Um, also, I know you really well. And I, I, I it's, it's my opinion that that it's e- – so it's like it's easy – to kind of lose track of things for yourself, I think. Um, however, I know that when you are an attorney advocating on behalf of your clients, you're going to like cross every T and dot every I and triple check because I don't know, like you're a person who cares deeply, deeply, deeply about other people. And so I would argue that maybe more in your mind would be at stake with other folks. And so you yeah, wouldn't you wouldn't fall into these like bureaucratic gaps. And like just be easier on yourself, my dude. Oh my goodness. Like <laughs> there's a lot going on right now. It's not at all surprising or crazy or stupid that that this happened. Like yeah. when I when I log into my on track account, which is like our equivalent of the whole financial aid back end for Elon. I am mind boggled. Like I have to write out these numbers and like give them my own little nickname so that I can like keep track of them and how they're being dispersed. And like, you know, I thought that I had taken out a certain amount and then it turns out I'd taken out a different amount. And I'm like, wait a second, how did it, what? Like, so all of this to say, be easier on yourself because there, there are a lot of different buckets that like money is coming and going from. And, you know, it's your job right now to learn the law. That's like your main job. So don't worry. Don't sweat yeah, it. You're right. <laughs> Do not sweat it. There's so much other stuff going on. Yeah. Ugh, you're so I mean, right. it's it sucks in the short term. And I'm I'm like sorry that, that, that that's going on, but like you're gonna it's be also okay. Just money. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Lydia, it's just money. Yeah, it, Lydia, it's just money. And on top of all yeah. of that, you are like one of the most judicious people with money I've ever met. So <laughs> I think that's why it gets to me so much. It's just like, oh, it's not just money, it's money, you know? Like, yeah, oh. yeah. But I think like 
of all of my friends, you could live longest and uh, most fruitfully <laughs> on a bag full of rice. I really do. I disagree. I think Katie Gray has got me beat. Ooh, you know what? Yeah, I'm yeah. to change my answer. <laughs> okay, but the two of you are up there. I on a bag of rice would be like calling Postmates to be like, what do I do with this rice? Like, I need someone to <laughs> make masubi for me. What, what's happening? <laughs> oh, I love rice. I want to make arancini. We got um, a 20-pound bag of Calrose rice. Uh, what's and Calrose I think rice? It's, that, it's like the like sticky rice that you would find in a sushi. Oh, yum. Yeah. They were out of brown rice at the grocery store because everybody has been buying, you know, like doomsday oh. quantities of everything. <laughs> so the only bags of rice they had at the grocery store were 20-pound bags of sticky white rice. And Adam and I just looked that at each other and we were so like, luxurious. well... <laughs> I mean, it was $25, but it's going to feed us for probably like six so months. Yeah. Wow. So we made Spam Masubi for, for dinner a couple nights ago. I've been getting really – so this is actually – I have I only really have highs this week. Um, oh, hell yeah. Yeah. So uh, that was one of them. I've been getting really creative with quarantine foods. Um, oh my gosh, what, how, what have you been doing? I just like, I don't know, like I've been feeling really creative recently. And so I started making lattes. Um, yes, me too. Which is, oh my gosh, it's so fun. Like steaming the milk, like trying yes. to make a little design in there, doing it at home. Love that. Uh, I made, I taught myself how to make dumplings last week. Yes. Did you have dumpling wrappers or did you roll those out too? No, I made I made the dumpling, everything. Wow. Like the dough. Wow. Yeah. Um that was it was it was surprisingly easy and I had a great time doing that. It's so fun. And you make so many when you do it from scratch. Yeah. And I mean, I have no self-control when it comes to dumplings, so I ate Neither. probably like 15 like in the first sitting. <laughs> um, yeah, no self-control. And then uh, uh, two nights ago, we, we made Spam Masubi, and it's like so easy to do. But, you know, there's wow. this place called L&L Hawaiian Barbecue. I don't know if it's everywhere, but it's a, it's a Hawaiian barbecue chain in California. And when I lived in Santa Cruz, I lived a couple blocks away from one of them, and Spam Masubi is like two dollars on their menu so it was just the best college kid food <laughs> and it's i got hard to for me to even be really grossed out as a vegetarian because spam doesn't even feel real exactly right i would i mean i would never i would never offer it to you but um it, yeah, yeah it's still meat but it's like really on the end of like not really being meat in my mind in my yeah. heart and the, without getting too <laughs> far away from the point uh I did actually read an opinion article in the New York Times yesterday, Lydia, um, yeah. that like that, in my opinion, gave the best argument for vegetarianism I've ever read. Like it had me Holy who is like who is like a meat Whoa. lover, like no, not trying to be disrespectful, but like I love meat. But I I, I, I read this art, <laughs> this this article, this argument, and I was like, damn, you're right. Like meat is a social justice and environmental issue. And like, if I really were to put my money where my mouth is with regards to like who I am and what I'm about, maybe I should reconsider, maybe I should like really do a hard reexamination of my relationship to meat. So. I think that the pandemic is, is really highlighting like the labor aspects of it that are even de-emphasized within the vegetarianism movement and veganism movements. It's like we really talk about animal rights and we really talk about the environment, but we don't talk as much about 
the people who are working in these meat processing plants. And right. Like, right now, holy crap, that is becoming so obvious. Yeah. How much, how much of an issue that is. Yeah. It all kind I of mean, started I, I with the dumplings. <laughs> really? <laughs> I had gone to the grocery store with the intention of getting ground pork to put in these dumplings. And I, I looked around. I couldn't find it anywhere. I went to the butcher and I said, do you have any ground pork? And he said, we haven't been able to get that for weeks. And I was like, that's weird. And so then I kind of looked into it and it was like, oh, like it's all linked to that meat processing plant in Sioux yeah. Falls, North Dakota, um, where there was a huge outbreak of COVID and like 60% of the workers were infected and many of them died. And so, you know, they've, they've halted all uh, export of their pork product because they want to know whether or not it can be contaminated too. Um, yeah. And then it was like that realization. And then I had, and then I read that article and it's like, wow, man, <laughs> whew, maybe I need to stop eating bacon all the time. Like maybe I need, yeah. Yeah. But this definitely. is a huge aside. I, it's like, I even dirt for my labor trafficking, um, uh, essay for class, watch a documentary about, about labor in meat plants, but I, I didn't, I didn't quite realize the, like the scope of it. Cause I don't really, I, maybe cause I'm already on board. I've stopped right. researching kind of thing. So to hear about it again, it's just like, Oh my God, it breaks my heart. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, wait, well, look at me turning a high into a low. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a high that you, you know, learned about it and read about it, I guess. Yeah. Perspective. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I'm mm. glad you're cooking so much. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Um, so really quickly, because I don't want to fall into the trap that we always fall into, I'm going to tell you oh, what my yeah. low is. <laughs> yes, yes. What's your low? <laughs> okay, so again, this is a, the second week in a row that I've had like a fairly good week with not too many lows at all, oh, really. Nice. Um, but on Tuesday, uh, before evidence class started, Professor Dunham, you know, she likes to kind of talk to us for about 15 minutes before she starts recording the actual lecture, um, which I appreciate because the class starts at yeah. 8.30 in the morning and it's like, ugh. And, you know, we're, we're like not socialized anymore. So yeah. <laughs> that feels nice. But um, on Tuesday, she she was talking to us about um, like wh what Elon is doing to prepare for the fall and like what, what it may or may not look like because she's sitting on a committee of like creating a law school plan that's, you know, based on the CDC regulations and what's happening in the state of North Carolina, but also largely based on student feedback. Um, so in this conversation, I asked uh, whether or not, even if, even if classes were to resume in person in the fall, if they would be made mandatory if, or if they would be optional with, um, with all classes like being recorded for folks that don't feel comfortable coming and sitting in a lecture. And, yeah. and she said, yes, that's absolutely going to be what happens if we do reserve, resume in-person um, instruction, which I was like, wow, that's so great because I would love yeah. to have the option. Um, yes. But then yeah. somebody right after that said, well, what does that mean for the library? Like, are we going to have access to the library? Are we going to be able to sit in the commons? And she said that it, that it is more likely than not. In fact, probably like 
very, very likely that we will not be able to access the library or the common spaces. And if we are doing in-person instruction, I know. And I was just like, you could see, I think if there were, if anybody were like watching me react to that, like physically I deflated. I was like, oh, Megan. what am I going to do? <laughs> this is already so hard. I just, even if, even if classes were online, you know, having access to like just a quiet study space would be yeah, so nice. So yeah. Yeah. It's a little bit of a womp moment, but I, like I would prefer to know ahead of time so I can plan. Yeah, you know, absolutely. like if we're going to be online for the rest of the year, I would love to know now. So that way I can just, just mentally your prepare. expectations and like, yes, yeah. yes. I'm not good with these like change, these shifting expectations. I'm learning this about myself. Really not good with mm. it. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, so that's my low. And you already said your low, I guess. Yeah, I think. There was one other thing that kind of tied into my kind of hustle week. It's not like a low, but it is just like something that wasn't vacation, which is mm. that I'm um, a research assistant for the, uh, this professor who's working on a paper that's coming out really soon. So I'm trying to get a little bit more like research in for him before I start my internship and I get distracted. But um, dude, I can't really talk about it yet, but oh. it's pretty sweet. We're kind of like, trying to take down the bar what (laughs) it's so cool dismantle everything (laughs) the research that i'm qualified to do is a little bit more low level so it was kind of mindless and ate up a few hours but that's fine so that was not a low the low was this the money thing but whatever um i don't even really have a meh which is it's it's been nice here it's been like gray Mm-hmm. And like a little drizzly, but in the 60s. And I could just be outside for so long, just walking around, listening to music in that weather. And I haven't been. I've been inside doing this crap. So <laughs> that you, that crap, is completely crap. self-imposed. <laughs> Most completely of self-imposed, it. like for, <laughs> potentially for bettering my future, but whatever. Um, do you have a meh? Um, no, I actually don't have a meh. Okay. I think, you know, I'm I, like, I guess if I had to say something, it would be... I, I do feel like I'm actively losing steam on this school year. <laughs> like the end is in sight. Uh-huh. And like yeah. I said earlier, you know, we're just kind of in the like calm before the storm that happens in about a week. I'm going to be in like full blown, like steady panic mode, essentially once I'm done with the moot court competition. Um, but right now it's like, well, midterms are done and my papers are turned in. So I'm just kind of like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, so it is. Yeah, so it, it is a meh in that way, um, but I actually do have a few a few more exciting highs. Oh my gosh! Yes, let's hear them. I have a so of so I uh, I registered for my fall classes this last week and I got into oh, all wow. the classes I wanted, which I'm pumped Whoa. on. Okay. Yeah. What are they? So I'm going to be taking, so the two required classes um, are con law, so constitutional law, which you took already, and uh, business administration, which is the class that Whoa, I could have taken weird. this this trimester, but I instead took evidence. So okay. yeah, but then What's I got in, required? I don't know, it is though. Huh. Okay. okay. Um, 
And then I got to, so then the two classes that I'm taking that were the ones I chose because I'm excited about them. I'm taking a two credit course in public interest legal writing. Ooh. Um, yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to get some hands on experience learning how to like write, you know, policy and do things like that. Um, and then I'm taking a course in administrative law. So those, I think that what those will that tie mean? in like real stuff on the executive level. Um, gosh, so the, so admin law is like, you take like administrative organizations, like say like the EPA, I think, for example, the Environmental okay. Protections Act. Yeah. Agency. And, um, it would be like learning, learning how those agencies interface with like federal laws and like pass legislation and things like that. Or like, yeah. Okay. I guess it. Yeah, I think I don't quite know what administrative law is. Yeah, well, but... now that you're asking me, I feel like I don't know either. I just read the description and I said, that sounds liberal. <laughs> that sounds like something I'd be interested in. Yeah, well, you will have to uh, tell the podcast what it is when you're in it. I will. Well, you're going to be taking four classes your first trimester. You know, I've been doing like a couple. So we're supposed to take um, 11 to 12 credits um, in this first trimester. And I like, so I thought I only had to take three classes. Yeah. Um, but then I talked to Brittany and she said, no, like we're supposed to do 11 Brittany. to 12 credits. And I, Brittany. So I kind of added up the, I had planned on enrolling in a public interest writing and then con law and business admin. And I was like at like 10 credits, I think. So one credit shy, uh, but then when you look at it, like the course load, I don't think will be too crazy because public interest law and con law are both only two credits. So they require, a you know, hopefully they're not really, really work intensive. Um, but I'm I only taking really getting two credits for con law, man. Oof. Yeah, I think that con law might come in like two parts. There's like a two credit part and a three credit part. Um, I'm not totally sure, but yeah, so that, that's what I'm doing. And I'm, I'm excited about it because this internship, my internship for the summer, I actually had a call with my advisors this morning, um, which is why we we're recording the podcast a touch later than we were planning on. Um, but I was I was talking with them about what it like they were explaining to me, like all of their different needs. And then I said, you know, the stuff that I wanted to get my hands in on. And I'm really excited because they have never had an intern before. So, like, there's no, it's, it's, Whoa, so they created this for you. Yeah. Yeah. So they like, they're so excited to have me and they're, they have like a million things that I could work on. And so to a certain extent, this is going to be like a choose your own adventure for me. Um, wow. And I actually thrive in that kind of environment. Like, I, I don't think I would fit in super well you know, going into like, let's say a, a law firm that has an established internship program and, you know, like every intern every year does X, Y, and Z and they come out on the other side and they're able to say like, I can do X, Y, and Z. This is like, mm -hmm. they told me everything about the organization and I was furiously writing notes out and thinking like, oh, that would be interesting. Like, this is a thing that I could do. So it's, I have the ability to like really make this my own experience and they have the contacts and the resources to allow me to kind of be creative. Um, 
Wow. So I'm, yeah, I'm really excited. Yes. So, yeah, I think I'm not sure what I'm doing for my internship. Really? (laughs) (laughs) I'll have to report back on that later. Yeah. I have other highs, though. Ooh, what? Okay. Um, I, this is a small one. You know how much I like spa day. I l- yes. And man, I miss bathhouses. That's not a quarant- not even a quarantine thing. It's just like living in the US and being a student and having a student budget thing. Right. Um, but I miss having all of my dead skin scrubbed off by a professional, man. And mm. anyways, I got this sponge that's like kind of a weird material, but it creates a lot of friction on your skin. So like right after a shower before you're dry when you're not quite like still totally wet yet. You can just like rub it against your skin and it rubs all the dead skin off. And it's just such a high. It's like such a weird high. But I'm like, now my quarantine, my apartment has become a spa. Like this was the last thing I needed after like the candles, lotion, whatever. Like now I am really like exfoliated. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, I actually think that, uh, that, that this exact implement has been advertised to me on Instagram. Does it kind of look, do you wear it a little bit like a mitt? And it like, no, I have a mitt. It doesn't really work for me. It's too abrasive. Oh, okay. Yeah, it just like scratches me. But mitt sounds cool. Like if it was made out of this material, it would be even easier to do. Now to less weird highs. Um, <laughs> I did find I found a therapist that I like even better than the one from BetterHelp, and she's free because she's on my insurance. So I was like, that oh, was a huge win. So I had beautiful. to part ways with BetterHelp, but I would still recommend it to any listener just because it's just so easy to get started there you just click something and start typing and boom like you're good instead of like calling around and seeing who's covered by therapy like covered by insurance and whatever but yeah that's a lot of like work this person was a referral and happened to be accepting clients so it was actually very easy but um my last high is that my buddies, Ashlyn and Didi, who I have not given a shout out recently, but they still remain awesome, um, <laughs> are away for the summer, which sucks, but I'm going to be house sitting for them, which rules because their apartment is way nicer than mine and it has a little deck. So I'll be outside just in quarantine. Like this is just clutch to have like another space to go to. That's much. Oh, nicer yeah. Space. Um, so nothing quite like your highs of like jobs next semester future whatever i'm just like i can rub all the dead skin off of my body now that's exciting that's are you gonna be rubbing all that's just the truth. Are, you, are you gonna be rubbing all the dead skin off your body when you go to ashlyn and dds Dee <laughs> no ashlyn and Dee Dee, if you're listening to, to this be, those no no the, <laughs> those weird flakes are from lydia they're lydia's flakes <laughs> oh, oh my gosh i would never <laughs> yeah and oh, I I finally checked our inbox for our website, and the robots are listening to us. They have sent us so much fan mail with just random words from random email addresses. Um, so I hadn't realized that our listenership had expanded to bots, but hello bots, <laughs> like hello me, bots, as well. <laughs> Mm, I have no other updates. Okay. <laughs> um, it is for these reasons, Your Honor, that we hope that you <laughs> uphold 
the episode 38 of Law School in Brief wow. <laughs> arguments for and against exfoliating in a friend's apartment as well no. as <laughs> transferring schools as well as raging against the machine of the American Bar Association. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we should end it there because I don't know what else okay, to say. Okay, yeah. <laughs> All right. And, and pro libraries and winning moot court. And That's right. Destroying internships in a good way. Yes. Okay, cool. Well... I wish I had a gavel sound on my little noise right. app. Um, it is so ordered. Podcast adjourned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bye. Bye.